Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Um, positivity bias. It's back in print, so if you missed your Hayteva's chance, you can go buy it now. <laughs> but anyway, so he wrote Positivity Bias, and he also wrote Daily Wisdom, and he also wrote... Um, a Time to Heal, which is an absolutely incredible book that no one should ever need. It is for um, the Rebbe's message and Chassidus' method of how to deal with mourning, loss, um, how, to, how to handle, like, sound this fuzzy? Okay. Um, to handle um well it's just it might also might be my voice because my voice is pretty fuzzy right now <laughs> yeah i haven't been able to speak in the mornings by the night somehow yeah anyway so he wrote a lot of incredible books um and zalman abraham is um works for jli he writes a lot of their curriculum he is an incredible person and inspiration and he's also everyone who knows Anna, Abraham, it's also her brother-in-law. Um, yes. So the two of them wrote this and one of the main basis of it is the idea that there are many words that we use on a constant basis, whether they're Siddish Alashin or they are English that we use in English, but we haven't really figured out what they actually mean and we haven't translated them properly into our own lives. So I remember when I first started living Chassidus, one of the main goals was to get to not get rid of, I want to clarify, not get rid of, to, to redefine the concept of bittel, redefine the, con the idea of, which at the time was very, very prevalent in our circles at living Chassidus with the first group, um, there was like a terminology that people used to use, which was, we need to shech the nefesh of Bahamas. And at the time, um, it depends. <laughs> at, exactly, not, not, not quite. Um, so anyway, so one of our big goals was to redefine certain words that they actually mean what they're meant to mean and so that's why this book is so meaningful to me because they um because they that that's exactly what they're doing this is what i've been trying to do for the last 10 years and they put it into a book form so it is just magical there you go you can take a picture and i'll smile <laughs> <laughs> there we go photo op anyway so oh yeah so anyway so i wanted to share that when you know words properly and you use them properly not only does that change your speech outwardly but it i'm about to i'm about to open it but it actually changes your inner concepts it, it changes the way that you process those same concepts in your own head and it is so so crucial to understand these fundamental words in the right way not just because you're going to speak to other people with them 
but because it's going to truly change you internally. So one of the examples that I wanted to share um, is love. And by the way, I strongly suggest reading the introduction to this book. I mean, I, I, I'm a huge introduction reader for all books because I feel like every author is like, hey, this is the reason I spent hours and hours and months and months and probably years and years trying to write this book. I'm going to tell you the why behind the book. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, fine. So if that's your problem, if that's your problem, then jump the introduction, go to the first chapter and then read it after. But anyway, um, the first thing you see Touche, touche. Okay, at least you got the introduction. <laughs> um, so the first word that I want to discuss from here is love, which is Ava. So Aleph, Hey, Vez, and Hey. And one of the things that I feel is so crucial and why I'm bringing this up on my birthday for bringing is that I live with a very strong value of love. I live with a very strong value of caring for each other, really being there for another person in the most genuine and loving way, and being that the world outside of us has such a messed up definition of love. We have to make sure that we clarify that for ourselves because all these concepts seep into our lives, whether we realize it or not, whether it's Gaisha books or whether it's it's novels or anything along those lines um the word love comes up a ton even even just walking down the street and seeing bill like bill, billboards that's what it's called billboards um they really truly give the concept of love in such a messed up way and so redefining it in our own minds in the positive holy terradical way it's so so crucial for our lives so one of the things that they brought in here is that in the outside world love for the most part has a connotation of being self-serving <laughs> they they shared a, a really funny story i mean funny and sad <laughs> but they shared a story um about a fish and the fish was swimming happily in the stream or in the water, in the ocean and having a wonderful, wonderful time. And suddenly it gets caught by a net. And then he starts to realize that he has no way out. And the net starts to pull and pull and pull and pull until he comes out of the water and the fisherman looks at him holding the net and says, oh my goodness, the king loves salmon. And first he was petrified because he's about to die. <laughs> the, being caught in a net is not a good sign for a fish. But as soon as the fisherman said, he announced that the king loves salmon, he realized I have a chance in life. If the king loves salmon, then maybe he'll put me in a beautiful fish tank. He will put all these gorgeous decorations. I will swim around happily and the king will watch me and he'll enjoy my presence because he loves salmon. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
so the exactly i don't bite if you want to come sit over here there's a nice comfy <laughs> you don't have to i'm not the fisherman don't worry i'm not taking you no you're not in the camera i'm only in the camera so anyway so the fish has this hope that ah oh, thank you very much the fish has this hope that the king is going to love him and take care of him and look at him and take you know make a whole scene out of this beautiful beautiful salmon and then the boat continues on comes to the truck or there wasn't a truck at the time comes to the wagon and then the wagon takes him to the palace and he's so excited to see all the shiny things in the palace and the crown and all these beautiful things and then he gets taken to the back entrance and he gets lovingly greeted by the chef <laughs> and then as he sees the knife raising up he realizes the king doesn't love salmon the king loves the feeling of salmon in his mouth and salmon in his stomach it has nothing to do with the salmon itself it has what to do with his self-gratification and so we can very clearly distinct between the outside world's version of the word or definition of the word love which is very self-serving as opposed to the Torah perspective of love which is I'm going to get to in a minute. What? So, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Um, the concept of every single word, and, and I think this is very important to note that it's different from language to language, but the concept of words in Lashana Kaidish, in the, in the language in which Hashem created the world, is distinct from any other language because the language created the thing so Hashem spoke and therefore it came to be and that type of <laughs> guys anyway that type of relationship is very different than any other I know do it from that side because then they don't complain okay I, I've I've had years of trying to take pictures of people I know um, I know people's like <laughs> <laughs> the, the the deer in the headlights hide quick face um anyway so my point is in Lashana Kaidish that the language came first and that's why it was such a in a certain sense it seems ridiculous to, to hear the muscle not the muscle the 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 no the, the mafarshim no, the Mafarshim that explained that Adam stood in front of everything and he he didn't. He, so that's what's interesting. It wasn't that Adam gave them a name per se. Adam saw the name with which Hashem created. And so therefore he verbalized the name that makes that thing. So therefore, that's a good, yeah, I guess it's himself. <laughs> so well, I, I mean, he had that power. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so so in Lashon Kaidish, we have to go back to the word because the word itself gives us what it is. It wasn't that somebody came 
you know, like when you see like in, in, in English dictionaries, it's like love and then, or happiness, right? So it's like the Latin, the sources, Latin happen stance and da, 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 like it all comes from a different language that was also made up, that was also made up, that was also made up. From the source. From, right, okay. So, from the exactly, from the Tower of Bava. <laughs> But Lashanakaidish is actually the source of that word is the word itself. Like the the meaning of the word is is intrinsically inside the word. So when you look at the word Ava, which we did a second ago. Da, 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 da. So Aleph, Hey, Vase, and Hey, the two middle words is Hav. The two middle letters, I mean, is hav, and hav, the, the the root source of this is to give. The concept behind ava, according to Torah, that created ava itself, meaning we didn't make this up. No Shakespeare type dude decided like, oh, let's call it that. Like, no, no, no. The Abister himself created the word ava, and ava has the meaning embedded within its own word, and that the essence of it is to give the Torah perspective of love is not self-serving but it's giving it's giving of ourselves to the person that we love it's giving of ourselves to the thing that we're trying to connect to not the thing per se but the the being the person the relationship that we're, we're trying to build love in we need to give ourselves into it as opposed to just be there to take or receive, whatever you want to call it. So I, I really truly connect with this concept because I feel that the greatest relationships I've ever built in my life are the ones that I don't just get, but I'm also a partner in, in giving and being a part of it and, and being exactly given back and, 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 being invested in the betterment of the other person. And when, when we're able to do that, when we're able to really truly give ourselves over to the other person that we so dearly care for, or hopefully will care for. One second, let's switch. Does anybody want more points? Um, then, then it builds a different type of relationship. It doesn't build a needy relationship. It doesn't build a, um, what's that psychological terminology? Um, enmeshment or what? Codependency. It, it, it's, it's really, truly a whole different vibe. It's a whole different attitude. So I want to share that... Giving of ourselves and connecting to others on the one hand is the most fulfilling thing and it makes the most incredible relationships. But as I'm sure you've heard me speak about many times in the past, there is, there is a concept called vulnerability. There's a concept called vulnerability hangover, which I did speak about in the past in this crowd, which is when you share and 
you kind of have this like nagging internal feeling that like, oh, maybe I shared too much. Maybe my information is like out and about. Yeah, that cringy face, exactly. I feel it, I know it. Um, and, and that's in a certain sense, part of the package. Ha taking that risk of giving of yourself to connect to someone else, obviously in a healthy um, environment where it isn't one-sided or it isn't somebody who's deeply hurt you in the past and now you're just like, let's do that again. You know, like, like it comes with a little seicha and a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, sensitivity to when it's the right opportunity and to what level should you share of yourself. But giving of yourself to give, to love, also comes with a certain amount of risk. And not all risk is bad risk. For example, I didn't look up the statistics because I didn't have time, but there is a statistic number of how dangerous it is to cross the street. There is. There's, there is a statistic that, that speaks about how dangerous it is that somebody could get into a very not pleasant very hurtful, ouchy situation if crossing the street and a car comes or whatever. Or in Crown Heights, when you cross the street and it's a one-way street and then the car comes from the other side, you know? <laughs> yeah, because they're reversing like three blocks because they saw the parking spot three blocks ago. I know, I've been there before. <laughs> Doesn't happen, right? Uh-huh, or like the delivery people that drive the wrong way, yeah? Or, or the ones that drive on the sidewalk. Yeah, gotta love them. Love them. You know, I went to Europe and there were motorcyclists. And I was like, okay, I'll come back to America. I'll be used to motorcyclists because of the amount of them. It's just the sheer number in Europe. You come back to America and you're like, no, these ones are fools. <laughs> they just go against every single, every single rule in the book. Exactly. Exactly. So that said, if we have that statistic, let's say somebody were to Google it and it's a certain number, does that mean that we shouldn't? Across the street, there's a statistic that has risk. What? Don't do it for funsies. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't take out my brother's car for because like last time he got his mirror knocked off. Oh. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> I was about to say that you're weighing the risk versus the benefits, but healthy love, healthy relationships, healthy bonding and connection is a risk versus versus benefit weight and making an investment in this relationship. It's making an investment in opening yourself up, not just because you're opening yourself up. It doesn't mean just because you're sharing of yourself. But have opening yourself up to give to another, to, to care for another, to think, you know, I actually have to give a shout out. There's somebody as part of Living Cities, and she messages me when she has big things coming. And she says, you know, I have a, a, this appointment or a test or a this or a that or whatever happening on this day at this time. And I take it as such a compliment because she knows that I care so much about her that I really will put that in my calendar and I'll try and dominate her at that time. And it's, it's a compliment that she's sharing of herself 
but it's also a compliment that she feels the love and care that I provide. And this is a relationship. There's, there's love that you give because you, you just give to the other person and you care for them. You care for their birthday. You care for their whatever's happening in their lives. You ask, hey, how was your day today? You saw them on the street. You make sure to stop by. I, I, Crown Heights is such a confusing place. <laughs> it's, hard to stop it's, it's such a confusing place. <laughs> so there's that. Or put on your headphones and just smile and keep going. <laughs> exactly. I think I think we're doing a good Lefzayim on Crankston Avenue. You know the whole world. Yeah, I kind of do. So that that is a beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> that's a beautiful part of this giving that that you give of yourself not because you're gonna get anything not because you're trying to finagle something out of this person but because you really truly want to show them love there you go good finishing love <laughs> um you want to show them how much you love them how much you care for them and how much they mean they mean to you and that level it takes it takes a thought process that level takes us changing our definition of what love means you don't love salmon you enjoy eating salmon but there's if there's a friend a family member uh for everyone around there should be a husband that right now should be right now, right now, right now. Hey guys, they're all here. Come in. <laughs> hey, 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 they walk in and I say, you guys, we're done. We're good. So finish. Only thing is we're just going to have to space out one wedding a day. Like we can't double it up. You guys can figure that out. It's fine. But exactly. Perfect. Laura, we're going to do it all in one shot. Okay, exactly. Um, so anyway, very soon, very right now, for everyone who's ready right now, um, <laughs> your husbands should be clear and revealed and here, and you should have an amazing, enjoyable, wonderful experience, enough of awkward dates and yucky things. Um, <laughs> Only good, loving, enjoyable, the most like amazing experience, and you should enjoy every step of your dating, and then some. So enjoy. Yes, yes, dates can be very enjoyable with the right person. Yes. Anyway, so my point is that when that happens in a revealed, clear way, maybe right now, you can really realize that marriage the basis of marriage is building that level of relationship not love like i love salmon not self not self serving love it's a just otherly serving love and when you care for your husband 
and he is your all and your first priority and your everything, you will also receive. It's not that this is a one-sided relationship where you're the shmata and I, in my Be'ezus Hashem, soon to be finished writing Shalom Bayez book, one of the terminologies... <laughs> God, stop. Anyway, at some point... At some point, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no. I hit there. I hit vulnerability Yes, exactly. Like, this is vulnerability hangover. <laughs> exactly. Um, moving along. Exactly, moving along. Yeah, I should have said that, right? It was a confession. <laughs> um, so, anyway. One of the terminologies I speak a lot about is called martyred wife syndrome. It's this concept that you have to be the shmata and you have to, there's no existent part of you because you have to give your all to your husband. And that is a very misunderstood concept in marriage. Um, your husband married you, not because you're the shmata, because you're you. And the qualities and the personality traits and the incredible um, like both the positives and your lackings that you're working on are complicatedness is actually is actually for his benefit, and and he really he gains from your growth as much as you gain from his. And if you just shut down and are not a proactive, existent part of the relationship, and I please. I know that you don't really know what I'm talking about. When you're in marriage, please take these thoughts and and bring them back up and say, wow, I remember when Michal told me about this. I really shouldn't do that. Because um, a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about until they're there and they're like, oh, that's what that is. <laughs> anyway, if we think that by avoiding a fight or what an argument or disagreement, it just means that we're going to just be a shmata and like oh whatever i'll just be quiet and let it slide sometimes it makes sense sometimes it does not sometimes your husband really needs you to be you and to be a a, a positive yes in a positive sensitive caring healthy communication that's why one is the communication chapter comes earlier and the martyred web syndrome comes later because when the time comes as mentioned before um when the time comes Fine, just leave it. <laughs> Whatever. When the time comes, um, you'll have to have the proper healthy relationship and communication in order to be able to give your full self without hurting him and without destroying him and whatever. So anyway, point is that you have to give. Yes, they are welcome. Yes. yes. Moving along. Moving along. What was She's getting a bit Do I match my flowers, my uh, balloons yet? <laughs> God, I love you. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yes, this whole party, other than this, is my color palette. palette. Anyway. Yeah, moving along, uh, yes, on the yellow napkins, that's true. So, point is to give of yourself, to truly be a giving person, and which connects to my next topic, which is another word somewhere down the line. Um, 
which is Nisayan, a test, a challenge. And that's why I kind of brought them both into the conversation because I started with right now going through challenges um, and I'm human just like everyone else. So I actually recently had a conversation with a, a good friend, um, another living this alum from many, many years ago. And she was saying, she's like, it hit me that I just reached the same stage in my life that you were in when we were in living Hasidus, sitting on your couch and having shirim. And it, well, it started in my living room in my one bedroom, and then it moved to my living room of my two bedroom, and then Baruch Hashem, we're moving here, and then with Hashem this year, we're gonna move the huge house. We're all davening for. Bring it down. Let's bring it down. What? Yes, exactly. We have a great scout. <laughs> um, I went two exactly. I'm like two many confessions in one night. Amen. Um, and we should find the right donors that want to be full partners in making living citizens of me. Yes, the donors should find us. I actually sequel to the previous for bringing. I'll just put into parentheses. Last time I went to the aisle, I showed everyone, I shared with everyone the video that that was playing when I came out towards the video section when I was finishing at the aisle. Yes. Wow. Oh my God. Straight up, the Rebbe was talking. Okay, that's so exciting. Yes. And that the donor will pay for it. Wow. Well, not only pay for it, we'll take care of everything because the shliach and shlucha need to be taking care of their, yes, exact words. Then, Yes. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Now listen to this. Ready? There's more. My husband went for his birthday two, three weeks ago. Okay. And when he came out, what was his rabbi video saying? It was a, a, Machne Stroll. First, they have a sicha together, and then the rabbi would stand, like go to the podium by 770 downstairs. And then each one of the donors of Machne Stroll would walk past and have like a mini yechidis with the rabbi. So, the my, my, no, um, uh huh, oh, my God. video was the sicha. And this, we went like Two almost, yeah, almost like a month apart. No, yeah, yeah, almost a month apart. Okay. It wasn't right after each other, almost a month apart. My sicha, my, my video was, the Rebbe was giving the sicha to the full sicha to Machnisol donors and the shluchim who brought them. That was one. That was mine. And then when my husband went for his birthday and he also wrote about the house, he came out and his video was the yichidis like ish situation. It's not. It wasn't in the Rebbe's office at the time, but it was you know one one family or one person at a time. And the donor was coming up to the Rebbe and saying, Rebbe, I want to share some nachas. We are sponsoring the full Chabad house for so-and-so Chabad house. Nice. And what? I have the video. I'll go call it. Hey, the Rebbe said, you're sponsoring my Chabad Exactly. Exactly. So then... So then the Rebbe said, the Rebbe said, thank you very much. You should be bracha and he said, and you should add an even more tzedakah. 
You should be giving even more. This shouldn't be the only Chabad house. You should exactly should be even more. So I don't know. Hashem will help. It's gonna happen. We have full batachin. Yes. So that was it was two seconds. Yes. Almost a month apart. It wasn't the same video. No. Let's not bring the house down. We're in the basement. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh my god, don't bring the house down. Like, I'm sitting on the ground. Oh my god, that's house. Not that house, other house. The other concept I wanted to really share because I feel like they connect and that we'll connect it together is the concept of Nisayan, of a challenge. And let's do a round of uh, raise your hand if your life is perfect. Oh, yeah. I wish. <laughs> yes. Let, raise your hand if you've never ever had a challenge in your life, right? <laughs> Exactly. Everyone's living in a There you go. So now let's raise your hand. That's a good one. Raise your hand if you've ever had a challenge. Yes. Yes. And now raise your hand if you if you have a challenge that you're going through right now. Right. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> right, right. So one of the hardest things, again, going back to words and going back to changing the definition in our minds, because if we if we don't have the definition straight in our own minds, then we're not processing the challenges that are coming through our lives either properly in our own minds. So, for example, one of the things I, I sometimes hear, not very often, Baruch Hashem, but I sometimes hear, is, are one of the things, no, is, one of the things is, um, that, <laughs> that the challenges are because Hashem is trying to punish me, Hashem is out to get me, um, I clearly didn't do xyz good enough i clearly did something wrong that led to this or i'm not worthy of anything good i'm not going to do a raise of hands but i'm sure <laughs> it's I'm, by the way that as i was going to say i'm get that's next on my hey tavis reading list why god yes it's it's actually i have my i have my hey tavis books in a stack and i'm literally going through them slowly so <laughs> i'm going through them <laughs> Oh gosh! I was gonna say. So anyway, um, it's it's a very very painful thought process that has actually seeped into a lot of our lives. Um, 
not hopefully by choice. It's not like we all were like, well, let's pick up some really bad habits. <laughs> but it really comes from outside perspectives because a lot of Gaisa mindset has this messaging of you must be doing something wrong, something's wrong with you, you're not enough. Um, God wants to test you or punish you. That's very, very, whew, ouchies. So, oh God, thank you for warning me that about that. I will not. What? Is it a kid's book? I think it is. I know. I know. I was like, Yeah, it shouldn't exist. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, going back to our topic before children and parents are scarred. Um, so the the one of the root words of Nisayin is Ness. Ness has a lot of different um, actual definition. Most of us non samer. Most of us read as nace, like miracle, which we'll get to that in a minute. But another part of it is actually about raising a banner. There's a banner, and also there's raising up. And when we see that the essence of a nisayin, the essence of a challenge, is the concept of being raised up, it flips the whole Yetzirah topic on its head. It flips everything the Yetzirah tells you and says, oh, it's because you're not good enough or it's because you're getting a punishment or because you're X, Y, Z. And it, it, it literally makes it a whole different perspective. And I'll, 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 I'll translate that even further. I once, I think we actually gave it out in Lemichsidus several years ago. Um, yeah, there was a, a like Tishrei Moxer companion that we gave out several years ago. And one of the pages, yeah, it was really great. But one of the pages said, God doesn't test you because he wants to know. I, I'm, I'm not quoting verbatim. I wish I would have brought it, but. It's in my fishery box. But anyway, God doesn't test you because he wants to know how well you'll do. God tests you because you, he knows you're able to achieve. He knows you're able to reach heights that are even higher than you think. And he wants you to see your own success. And it's, it's, it, it flips the entire thing on its head. The test that I'm personally going through several of them right now it, it's not because Hashem doesn't like me it's not because I'm not worthy it's not because I'm a horrible person it's not because he's trying to punish me and teach me a lesson smack 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 no the test that I'm going through right now is because I know that there's something I'm gonna gain from this there's something I'm gonna achieve there's there's a self-knowledge of my capabilities that I didn't have before that now I will learn. Is it comfortable? Ah, uh, heck no. <laughs> Who wants a test? Me! You know, like, uh, no. Exactly. That's why we say it every day. Please don't test me. 
but but if and when the test comes we know that it's not because he doesn't believe in us he knows we can pa pass it he knows we can pass it with flying colors it's whether we know we can pass it i've i've been dreading not dreading that's a harsh word but i've been fumbling a lot with what to do in honor of 10 years of the Chassidus. It's been, it was, I don't know if the leadership team remembers all the meetings that we've had where I'm like, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? <laughs> um, and the main reason I realized is because I was petrified of failure because anything big that you do has a chance of failure and has a chance of success. And if I were to try and pull off a, a, something that is beyond my capabilities and the whole thing flops, that's really painful. Speaking back, uh, going back to like vulnerability, hangover, and like embarrassment, and blah 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 blah. Not to mention, it's financial stuff. Like anything you do costs a lot of money. So, I really, really, really fumbled a lot with what should I invest living citizens' energy and finances towards to celebrate this incredible, monumentous occasion, and once we reached the conclusion that we're going to do this dinner event um thank you <laughs> i avoided the word good call because some people say gala some people say gala some people say whatever every time every time i've called yeah exactly um so once we decided i actually went through a very big test um, I had a vision in my mind of what it should look like and what type of atmosphere it should be and how to properly celebrate this. And it's huge, 10 years, 10 years. It's a long time. It's a long time for this like little sheer that started on my birthday 10 years ago. Like it's crazy. It is, it is really, it just didn't make sense to do a gala on a Wednesday night. So, um, so anyway, tonight really is, and that's one of the reasons I'm bringing this up. So I had a vision and I, I, I had an image in my mind of what it would be like and all these things about it. And Hashem kept saying, no, I wanted a specific speaker and Hashem said, no. And then I went to another speaker and Hashem said, no. And then I wanted to... The, this type of event and Hashem said no. And then I had this thing booked and Hashem said no. And the entire time I'm just getting no's. And I called my really good friend who's like a shlucha who like keeps me sane a lot of the time. And I said to her, everything's a no, like nothing is working for this. And I told her, I said, at this point, I'm already disappointed about the event that hasn't even happened because it isn't the vision that I had. It's turning out to be a totally different vision. And it was so dreadful. I literally, one of those days, I just like, basically they want to come out of bed. I'm like, why am I even planning this thing? Like, I, let's just like have a small birthday for Rayan, say a little Lachayim, Mazel Tov, it's 10 years, and let's move on. Like, why am I investing time and energy and insane amounts of money to make this thing that I'm already not happy with? And she really she's first of all she's funny and she's witty and she gets straight to the point so she like tells me like it is 
Um, and she basically said, you have to just give up your vision. Like, just throw it in the garbage, because clearly your vision is not Hashem's vision. That doesn't mean that what you're going to create isn't going to be beautiful, isn't going to be impactful, isn't going to be a world-changing event. But you have to first chuck out your vision. And it really hit me. And I was like, I remember I'm sitting on the couch, basically in tears. I'm like, oh, darn. I think she's right. <laughs> Why do you have to always be right? <laughs> and, and the moment it hit me, and I hung up with her, and I thanked her very much and whatever. And then I turned to my husband. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, I have to start from scratch. Not that literally I had to start from scratch, but like the vision had to be born once again with a new excitement and a new inspiration and a new outcome. And only when I did that, did it stop being a challenge and it became exciting again. It became a, a, a beautiful opportunity. I, I There's on the leader... <laughs> thank you you're perfect right on time <laughs> i hear you <laughs> been been there done that i know the feeling <laughs> no <laughs> the baby. Bail is like you can go back home go pick her up <laughs> no i said to go pick her up <laughs> um she, oh no, she, Chaya knows, Chaya knows her. yeah, she knows Goldie. Anyway, so the moment I gave up on my vision and I chucked it in the bin, I literally, I was just like, okay, taking the whole picture, putting it in the bin. And then that night, I don't know if you, whatever, whoever's in the leadership team group, um, I wrote, it just came to me like midnight or something. And I was like, my original vision was, in a certain sense, selling living chassidus. Like, I wanted living chassidus to be a public thing and the whole Crown Heights should come. Like, Aliterra, blasting, amazing, so thrilling and exciting. And like, anyone who doesn't yet know living chassidus, this will be the chance to know living chassidus. And then I realized, instead of selling living chassidus, we need to change the attitude. It needs to be celebrating living chassidus. Because once we celebrate it, then everything changes. This is a joyous occasion. Everyone who's a part of it feels this is their birthday. This is their, their simcha. We're not doing something for anybody else. We're doing something for ourselves. This is our party. This is our celebration. And people can, when they come, even if they've never met Levi Chassidus before, and they come to this event, they feel our simcha. And that changes the whole atmosphere it changes the whole event it changes the warmth it adds a whole new level of 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 personality that it didn't have before my original vision was kind of cold it was distant it was unrelatable but this this is ours every single person in this room and every single living citizen member at Throughout the last 10 years, this is our simcha. We're making this party together. We are celebrating this legacy of living chassidus that no matter when you joined, this is your legacy for forever. You are always a part of living chassidus. And so I want to 
say that yes, tonight is technically 10 actual years of living Exodus. And it was a birthday that I took on my birthday 10 years ago. And to think back at how old I was, now I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, even this morning, I was like, lady, do you know how old mommy was 10 years ago when she started living Hasidus? Like, he was like, what? And I didn't know what I was talking about. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, don't worry, they all know. They made me a celebration yesterday with the numbers. Um, 10 years ago. Yes, I took a chata. Well, the year was a week, once a week was an outcome, was an outcome of me taking a chata to accomplish two goals in Crown Heights. Goal number one is to teach Chassidus in a way that it's livable, that it's practical, that it really changes and impacts our lives. Yep. And number two is that we should have a community that cares for each other, that we are not just a singles you know yeah but it's not just like singles like floating around from basement to basement like there's a cohesive family that that we're all in this together and as we celebrate our simchas and we get married we're all celebrating together like it's still part of the group and it's still part of the group and if somebody's chasosham sick there's soup that's being delivered you know like someone cares about you like this is that was an exodus it turned out that it started as a sheer but the goal was essentially to do those two main concepts, the living and the chassidus and the combination of the chassidus. Yes. Yes, that was insane. <laughs> yeah. Okay, before everybody walks out, can we just take a, a picture and then we'll... Yeah. Let's do it. And then we'll, we'll, we'll finish up because this is my last topic and then I'll, I'll connect it to the Remendel. Um, I don't, I don't, sure. I'll take. What does that mean? Okay. Um, anyway, yes, thank you. So, oh, so then you should be added. Message me. <laughs> so anyway, my, anyway, so that was that, that the lesson that I learned from this concept of challenges of Nisayan and, and them bringing us up and showing us how well showing us how much we can accomplish because Hashem already believes in us. Hashem already knows that we can do it. Hashem already knows that we're going to succeed and we're going to come out with flying colors. So it's showing us it. But I also connected it. And I, I, this is why in the string senses, I started with my introduction, which is I feel that every single sign I've been through in my life has been connected to helping someone else at a later stage in their lives 
or in whatever in their lives and we can connect okay <laughs> thank you um we can connect the two concepts of ahava hav to give and nisayan nest to 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 raise up to raise up because not only is hashem believing in you that you can achieve so much more from your challenges from the lessons that you learn and from coming stronger from your challenges but they need to come back to ava they need to come back to be giving to someone else they need to come back to your relationships with others and turning to them and saying hey is there anything i can do to help and and even just even just if you haven't seen someone in a while message them hey how are you doing i haven't seen you in a while a teeny tiny little act can make such an impact in their lives imagine if you were going through that hard day and a random friend of yours who you haven't seen in a while just messaged you out of the blue just to check up on you yay that's beautiful that's amazing that's such a bracha yes and and oh that's beautiful <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got, really just get hired on the spot for these things, huh? <laughs> so, so, um. Just to tie it down, tie it into a nice little bow. Hashem puts challenges in front of us for us to gain, for us to see how amazing we are. And then we turn back and we give help. We provide love. We provide support to those around us. And those two things together by giving love, Ava, in the way of giving, not in the way of self-serving, in the way of giving, you could truly end up finding your personal shlichas wherever it is in the world. And it may not look like a chabaraz, it may not look like a living chassidiz, it may not look like a typical shlichas, but every single one of us has a personal shlichas that we're put into this world to achieve. And every single one of us has that special place in the world that no one else can reach. We have that special place, we have that special um, personality, we have that special gifts that Hashem gives us and we have all, all of our nisiyanis that we went through that we can then turn around and help someone else with. So I want to wish everyone, I want to give everyone a bracha. I mean, I sent a lot of people a lot of brachas and I'm going to continue to send brachas. Yeah, that, really, really wow. Baruch Hashem. Um, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's so long. I apologize. I whatever. How how could I share so many brachas? Next time I'll shorten it. That was great. I love I love brachas. It was. That's really funny. That's really funny. I actually I'm very very big on brachas on my birthday, so I, yeah I I make I I make a brand new one every year. Um, no, no copy paste. So anyway, I want to give everyone a bracha. 
that you should, for starters, not go through any misiones. You should already believe in yourself to the fullest extent so that Hashem doesn't have to show you how much further you can go. You should push yourself in good, healthy, uncomfortable ways and and self <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly you have to say you have to be told to say it um so 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 um even if hello welcome even if you reach a point in your life that there is a challenge you should know and you should have the right definition of challenge, Nisayan and being raised up, not challenge in the Geisha mindset of someone's out to get me or punish me or I'm in trouble and Hashem doesn't like me. And through that, you should gain from your challenges. You should gain lessons that, that you couldn't have gotten any other way because it's possible you didn't know you could achieve all the amazing things that you've achieved. And I really, truly live with this in a very, very, very real way. And I hope that if you take anything from my birthday is that you can gain from a challenge, not can, you should gain from a challenge and then you should turn around and share that gain and be a loving inspiration to others. And if you haven't yet read this, everything... Oh, yeah, they're in the back. They're in the back. So everyone can pick them up for the prize of SAI if you earned it. Um, anyway, this is an incredible book and his entire mindset. As I as I spoke about last week when I did the other for bringing, sometimes when we, read, when we learn chassidus and then we read stories of chassidim really living with that chassidus, it really gets the message across in a very deep way. So we learn chassidus and then if, as is Hashem, when you guys read uh, My Gulag Life, uh, by uh, Ramendo Futterfoss, you can see that he took every single challenges and every single challenges and every single challenge in his life as a learning lesson, as a part, as a process of growth. And then he turned around and he shared that love, he shared that inspiration, and he helped other people through it. So I want to inspire you guys to not just read books, but live books, live citizens. Live your Torah learning in every single aspect of your life. Um, pleasure. Yeah, go for it. So the logo is actually, I thought it was, and I thought mustard yellow was so totally on my palate, and then I got shocked that it wasn't. But every other, no, but every other living Hasidic color is on my palate. <laughs> A little bit of both. <laughs> some of them were by accident because I didn't know my palette yet, but I really like those colors. And some of them are on purpose because now I do know my palette, so then I include them. Actually, almost a year. Oh yeah, almost exactly a year ago. Um, I did it by the chemist. Yeah. Well, I have a friend who grew up on Shlichus, and so she comes in with her mother for the kinnis. I mean, now she's married, so I wonder if she's going to come in. But anyway, she used to come in with her mother for the kinnis, and she was a, she's trained palate, so then she would give a discount for Shlichus. Yeah, it was really awesome. Yes. 
Yay! If you if you raised your hand. No, I I ordered a few extras, so you're good. Yes, so SAI is one of the Living Cities staple programs. It's called um, Systematic Aveda Initiative. So systematic means that there's a there's a system. You know how many of us, this first started in Elul. So you know how many of us are like, oh yeah, I should do Chuva. It's Elul. It's good stuff. You know, I should really connect. I should really prepare for Tishri. I should really, and then it's like, Every day of Elul goes by and I'm, I should really do Chuva this time. Like I should really, uh, come on, I gotta, it's Elul, I gotta connect, you know? And and then the end of Elul comes and it's like Slichas for ringing or whatever. And then Erev Rosh Hashanah, you're like, oh my God, Elul came out! You know, like Elul came and went. Now it's Tishrei. So we decided to make a system, to make it a practical, um, real, realistic day by day, process of what shiva means of what reconnecting what preparing for the upcoming amim tevim means and so we have um different books for the thank you for the time period of kislev which is filled with rashkadesh kislev sorry any uh kislev tes and yud kislev yudalad kislev yotas kislev hanukkah Hey Tevez, and the fasting, and the Sarvatevis, and, 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 and um, yeah, Sarvatevis. So we decided to make a program that helps you connect and relate to all of those days in a very practical and tangible way. And it all it entails is one tiny page of reading per day. It's very easy, very simple. We also Dafka made it with this type of binding. That way, when you read it, you can just put it by your bed or put it by your breakfast. We thought through that. <laughs> and then you always have the date and then you flip to the next date and then you flip to the next date and you can always have it open to the date that you're on and that you should be reading for that day. It's nice and easy. We Dafka make it very, very easy for people. So if you do your daily reading and then over here in the yellow box, um, we made questions that help bring the concepts in a deeper way and more relatable to connect with. And we provide you, it ended yesterday. Yes, 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 yes. Can I have the journals? Um, and then we give you a journal that is between you and Hashem. You don't have to share with anyone, but you take your answers at least once a week. You take an answer and you take one of the questions you answer it for yourself, and it's your own avayda. I don't check it. No one checks it. It's between you and Hashem. And through this process, you get to grow. You get to connect to the chassidish yamim You get to come to Yitzchak Kislev already inspired and on fire. Um, and this way, you're able to really live chassidus in a whole new way in your personal life. And by doing that, you get to earn lots of cool prizes. One of them was, our Hey Tavis prize was um, this book. It's called My Gulag Life, and it's Rav Mendel Futterfass. It's a book about him. Um, we give all kinds of cool things. So match trays and others from, and oh, a um, oh, there we go, that one, the power bank. 
for your charging your phone. All good things. And the painting over here. Guys! Um, sadly, it's in a few months, the next one. But we have a lot of cool Sphera after Pesach. Well, uh, during Pesach. Always I'm like one, two, three, and then I forget. So anyway, so that is that's the next one coming up. So it's really, really, really exciting. Um yeah. the, the next one is Sphera, meaning the next SAI program. We have a lot of good events between now and then. Yeah, or before Pesach, it starts. What? What? I can I can convince you to get another book. <laughs> um, anyway, exactly. Oh, by the way, yeah, I definitely pre-ordered the Queen of Cleveland. Just for the record, I'm very excited. Um, that's coming out. Well, I'm bless you with your new house. You have lots of room for books and. Amen. Amen. Not yet. It's no. the right time. When? No. No, this is the center. This is its own thing. Anyway, we want to, I just want to finish off with one last, two last things. Yes, we do pay rent. We pay lots of rent. Um, I want to finish off with two last thoughts and that's, that's it. And then we can all speak and share and whatever. Thought number one is I want to add a, uh, a concept in our in the atmosphere at living cities and just like i said in the forbring and about ahava and love and giving of ourselves we many times have amazing members that hey so exciting hello um that come and we haven't met them yet and i want to remind all of us that we were all once the first member to the first time we showed up and we should all make a really great effort to play musical chairs and meet each other and greet each other and make the environment um, loving and friendly. And I know that it's very easy to hang out with the friends that you already know, but meeting new friends is a huge part of Lemich Sidis because if not, how would we all become friends? Um, exactly. <laughs> You only become friends if you make friends. So in that vein, um, I want to invite every single person to take a moment and look around the room. And if you haven't met someone, you don't know someone's name, after I finish speaking, introduce yourself and say hi and welcome them and get to know each other. And my second announcement before I finish speaking is that this huge event coming up on Sunday is a massive celebration there's people there's alumni from previous years that are flying in they're driving in they're coming from out of six i knew well the six o'clock is the dinner the seven o'clock is the program so i know i'm i'm so bummed but anyway <laughs> yes. Yes. yes be square anyway we are usually not
So this is whenever you show up, you're on time. Exactly. So whenever you're on time. In general, living cities does start on time. That is something I'm very proud of. But anyway, um, we've just had a little shift in things this past week. So anyway, I want to share that it's a celebration from all of, like for all of us. We are all hosting this incredible celebration and we are all a part of making this happen and continue and it's just like it's, it would be your birthday for rain. You'd invite all your friends and celebrate together with them. So I'm inviting you to invite all your friends and celebrate together with the fact that you're a part of this incredible organization that we all call home, that we all call, you know, that we're a part of and we, we make together. If I were to sit and make up for rain and none of you would show up, it wouldn't be Lemich Siddis. It would just be Michal by herself at the table. <laughs> so... So you guys really make Living said it's what it is. This is not a Michal Weiss party. This is a all of us party. And I'm inviting you to invite all of your friends to come join you and celebrate. And possibly they might also join Living Siddis and gain all that's to be gained from being a part of this incredible community, incredible group of Nashim Tzatkanis. Let's bring Mashiach now. Amen. What? I have to thank you. Thank you. I also have to thank you because only on Hey Tevez did I finish my birthday gift from last year. So last year there was a group gift that was um, a whatever, a voucher to gift certificate. Thank you. A gift certificate to Kaas. On Hey Tevez, I used it um, so I appreciate it very 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 much so thank you so much guys and happy birthday to all of us this is our our birthday together as a group okay and with that said everyone turn around go say hi to someone you don't yet know hi Don't worry. Um, so let me just turn this off. Yeah.